ho, ho. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of R3 Cents, a podcast celebrating the finest video games of the last 30 years. My name is Jonathan Dunn and I'm joined once again by my childhood friend Christmas Dow. Christmas greetings. And my adulthood friend Mintletoe and Booth. Plant a Christmas smacker on my festively quivering lips. This episode is dedicated to Christmas. We have been discussing our favourite festive themed games and also talking about some of the games that we play on an annual basis. Haven't we? Haven't we? Haven't we, guys? Mm, that's, that's what yeah. we've been talking about. We yeah. have. I, for example, see, my birthday is in December. Uh, there's a lot of games that I associate with Christmas because I play them. I, I, you know, I got them for my birthday or I got them for Christmas and I played them at Christmas. And the the sounds and the smells of the festive season were filling my nose and my ears whilst I was also filling my brain with some games. <laughs> Say, for example, a game that always reminds me of Christmas is Eternal Darkness Sanity's Requiem on the GameCube. Of course. <laughs> it's just such a festive game, isn't it? Such a festive game. Exactly. If, if, if anyone's belly was wobbling like a bowl full of jelly it was you know hp lovecraft <laughs> well that was the subtitle of the thing wasn't it eternal darkness nativity's requiem yes but of course it's you know that that's only going to be for me that 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 uh, reminds me of christmas so we've been having a chat about some some uh, christmasy computer gamey thoughts let's start with you chris what games do you have that uh, remind you of christmas or, or bring a festive cheer to your jolly beard at Christmas time, like you, there's a lot of games I've either received for Christmas uh, or I played like in in like breaks from school and stuff growing up. So perhaps not quite as uh, tonally dissonant as uh, Eternal Darkness. Uh, I did remember like getting Time Crisis three, perhaps one year, and, and playing that a lot uh, around Christmas time. Uh, I remember when I was a lot younger getting like The Lion King on the Mega Drive. And kind of a, a few games like that. But the, the one I've picked out to talk about in a bit more depth is James Pond 2, codename Robocod, uh, on the Sega Mega Drive and lots of other platforms around that time. Did anyone play James Pond 2? I never played it. I remember seeing it being covered on an episode of Games Master. Oh, hello, yeah. And I always remember finding the name really funny, although I didn't know that it was a pun. Yeah, I mean, they, they're kind of they're going for a double pun, really, in this one, because you've got James Pond, James Bond, and then codename Robocod for, for Robocop. So it doesn't really work. Like, I don't know what they were going for. I mean, it's, it's not even like those are comparable franchises. I mean, they don't cross over. There's, it's, you know... Absolutely not. Different genres. It's very, very strange. But the, the game itself, it's, it's a 2D platform game, and it is... I guess it is, it is a Christmas game because the antagonist, the the you know the big baddie in James Pond two is Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, as we all know, is the villain of Christmas, King Herod. So King Herod is a goldfish. <laughs> yeah, the the baddie, whatever he's called, I can't remember. It's a long time ago. Uh, has gone to the North Pole, has taken over Santa's workshop, uh, and the whole game is set as you are kind of working through the rooms of of this workshop essentially so the whole thing is kind of like covered in snow as you go through kind of the hub world there's a lot of kind of like Christmasy bits i think there's like candy canes and stuff in in different levels and things and you have to rescue penguins or in some versions of it you had to rescue elves but the penguins were because they had a lucrative marketing deal with mcvitie's penguin biscuits 
So that is a, a strange piece of crossover trivia for you. It's a shame that you can't uh, remember the name of the villain because it's actually a third pun that comes in. What is it? Doctor Maybe? Oh, is it Doctor No? Yeah, of course. Well, at least that's consistent with uh, with James Bond. Absolutely. In case they all get baked into some sort of golden pie. <laughs> <laughs> All made into a fish finger. Oh. Like Goldfinger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to go for a a view to a krill. That's good. That's good. Live and let fry. I'm trying to think now. I'm I'm not good at puns. Quantum of soulless. Oh. Thunderpole look. Not bad. Not bad. Bit of a stretch. Bit of a stretch. Octopus. <laughs> oh, oh I, I do have one. Uh, no, that doesn't really work. <laughs> You've got to go for it. You, Casino Eggs Royale. Yes. Because you have, uh, oh, you have salmon, salmon, don't you? Eggs Royale. Come, yeah. on. Come on, give me well some credit. Done. So, James Pond. <laughs> After that small detour, mm. it is a game that felt absolutely massive at the time. Uh, like the, the kind of hub world that I mentioned outside of Santa's workshop. You just have loads of little doors that will, you know, gradually open as you, you beat each level. And each one felt humongous. I don't know why the stages felt so big, but at the time it, it, it felt like it was like unfinishable. It was a game I would never, ever get through. And it, it kind of adds this idea of kind of size and scale. The, the main kind of gimmick, I suppose, of, of James Pond as a character was that you had your basic jump as you did in all kind of uh, 2D platform games. That if you held down one of the buttons, he would just extend upwards as like a long pole. <laughs> this is never contextualized, never explained why that is a thing he can do. But it meant that in kind of like smaller spaces, you could fill the whole space and then grip onto the ceiling and kind of shimmy along or drop down from the ceiling to, to kind of like land on an enemy's head. And in bigger, taller levels, you could extend what felt like infinitely. And it had a really good kind of like, like physical comedy, I suppose, that when you then dropped from the ceiling on that big space, it would have a big like screen shaking effect and a huge noise. And when I was like 11 or, or less than that, when I was playing this, I honestly thought it was like the funniest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of got like a weird memory for that for me as well, that it's a really strange, not necessarily a good platform game, but it just felt very different. And for those who did play it, which must be someone out there. You know, we're going to have uh, tens of thousands of people listen to this, aren't we? We're massive. You could collect lots of little items, uh, and outside the first level, there was a series of different items. If you collected them in a certain order, it would unlock all the doors. And that was if you collected the cupcake, the hammer, the earth, the apple, and a tap, because it spelled out cheat. Ah, very clever. Very clever. So in my quest to think of some of my favourite Christmas video games, there was only really one that I thought of initially digging a little bit deeper i remembered such classics as elf bowling yeah <laughs> that got a port to the wii didn't it it got an actual physical port to the wii no. No. i mean everything was on the wii everyone had a piece of the motion controlled pie yeah indeed i mean to go along with the the legendary filmic debate i did think of die hard arcade on the saturn yeah but then i realized i never actually played it i only had the demo which i played so much which was because it was essentially like a 3d streets of rage wasn't it Uh, yeah and one of the best versions in 3d as well yeah like never really topped from that oh i was gonna say it was sort of like a proto power stone from the Dreamcast. Yeah, it has that kind of feel as well, because it was in, in kind mm. of like across a 3D axis, so it was in kind yeah. of like a bigger arena space. Before I go on to my actual pick, a little bit of a shout-out must go to the surprisingly 
incredible game on the Game Boy Color, which was the movie tie-in game for The Grinch. Oh, jeez. Was that good? Yeah, so it was built on the Metal Gear Solid engine, and but basically you were the Grinch trying to <laughs> steal presents, and oh. it had no reason to be that good, uh, but it just played incredibly well. And it looked beautiful. Mm. Like, in terms of, like, there's a lot of kind of smashed rubbish tie-in stuff on the Game Boy Color. Yeah. But the, the pixel art in that was, was absolutely gorgeous for the time. Like I said, totally unnecessarily good. The quality of the game I would not have impacted anyone who was going to buy that. Must have a special shout out that one. So, yeah, the only game that really came to mind was, of course, Christmas Nights. What a game. Yeah. So Christmas Nights is essentially, it's the first level from the Sega Saturn game Nights into Dreams. But yes, it is Christmas themed, but the level, the environment uh, and the weather and everything changed throughout the year, which was very ahead of its time for that sort of thing. Yeah, because it used the, the Saturn's internal clock, didn't it, to, to track right. what time of the year it actually was. And then it would change from winter to spring to summer, and then over Christmas into a sort of full Christmassy Christmasness. Everything had a little Christmas equivalent, like uh, even the checkpoints as like big sort of beacons. There were Christmas trees, and there were Christmas presents everywhere, and there was snow, and then you could unlock Christmas presents to get like some hidden bonus things. And obviously, because it was made by um, Sonic Team, you could unlock Sonic in it yeah and instead of puffy the opera singer you'd beat dr robotnik bouncing around a christmas house like noel edmonds (laughs) 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 but uh yeah it was my only experience of the of the game uh nights into dreams for for quite a long time and i remember it was an absolute coup that sega saturn magazine gave away christmas nights on the front of the magazine for free it was amazing because it was always talked about they talked about it in the magazine a lot like it was this legendary thing that you know you could never really get hold of because it was you know only sort of released in japan and it was sort of some distributed mainly for promotional reasons and stuff like that but often it would be at the very very top of their kind of uh, rankings of of best sort of games on the saturn and it really was an amazing experience Uh, you can't really sort of put it into words no i mean years later when when knights got a port to the uh 360 and the ps3 mm. they said it was going to include the christmas stuff as well and i was really excited and it was like you know i haven't played this since the saturn days and it'd be really great to go back and just kind of experience that kind of it almost had like an advent calendar style unlocking process as well that each That's time you right, finish yeah. the stage a new door would unlock and then getting the actual hd port it's literally just a skin for that one stage for the Christmas stuff and that's it. No, nothing else included, not Sonic, no, you know, none of the big bonuses. And yeah. it just felt like such a missed opportunity. It was something that I could imagine would make a really, really good mobile port, actually, that. Yeah. Just gradually change over time and you could sort of check back in throughout the year and sort of see how the world was doing. I think, actually, probably something that, um, you know, more so than than the full Knights game would I put in the kind of video game as art category. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I might see if I can... I don't know how I can get hold of playing it this Christmas. You can come down here. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my magic satin that you can play it on. Yes, let's do that. When I come home for Christmas, I'll come around and we can play it. That'd be great. Yeah, let's do it. Wonderful, do it. wonderful. Minty, over to you for your thoughts this Christmas. I can't think of a single game that is Christmassy. We've just told... We, we not... <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> I just told him... And I was expecting like a deep dive into elf bowling here. <laughs> I can't think of a single game which really sums up the solemnity and the expectation that comes across with 
Advent and the Feast of the Nativity. So, rather, I want to look at um, a time long gone and my own experiences of playing games over Christmas. Do you remember the 90s? I was there. Oh, yeah, vaguely. Do you remember when uh, 3D platformers came out and they always had a snow level? Mmm, bastards. Yeah. Always. <laughs> yeah, always the worst level. They'd always have a nice level, but there'd always be sort of a... Not not quite a Christmassy bent to it, but a gift giving bent. Okay. So you know you'd always go around and um, you'd have to jump up onto a present. There'd be sleigh bells. I mean, the the main game I'm thinking of is Banjo Kazooie oh. with Freeze Easy Peak. It could have been just a your bog standard ice level, but there was a lovely little uh, Christmas village. There was a little, I guess, mini game where you had to stop fairy lights from being eaten by fairy light eating crocodiles i think they were yeah i mean that's what crocodiles do they're known for it yeah absolutely notorious that's how crocodile dundee got his name yeah yeah eating all the christmas lights yeah absolutely ravenous for him (laughs) (laughs) you call that a warm white string (laughs) 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 nah mate (laughs) yeah the, the those fairy lighting crocodiles. You had to find presents for the fat polar bears' kids. It was just a, a rampant, bloated and shallow celebration of commercialism, which is obviously something that I hate in modern Christmas. But then I got thinking about it and I thought, there's no real market for just a game that is Christmassy. I mean, who would play Santa the game? Unless it was like American McGee's Santa. Oh, yeah. But yeah, what, what I'm getting at is it doesn't make a lot of sense to release a game that only has a thematic application for one month of the year. Yeah, totally agree. And it's interesting that, that there are games that tie in winter, but you don't really see that that much anymore. So that got me thinking, with DLC being such a, a nice thing, and mm. obviously with... Uh, with Mario getting his red suit and white beard in Mario Odyssey, wouldn't it be great if using Christmas as like a a springboard, bringing in lots of different time-sensitive quests, etc., to well-established games in the manner of something like Skyrim? Yeah, some sort of Christmas-themed side quest. Or just sort of world-building things, like... If, like, one of the settlements was celebrating... Christmas. Yeah. Or yeah. an equivalent pagan festival. Hmm. Yes. So you, you walk into solitude on like the 20th of last seed. That's wonderful. And it was, um, I don't know, that was when they decided to honour the, the slaying of Ragnar the Red. And um, there'd be different like decorations or maybe there'd be like a feast in the, uh, in the town square, that sort of thing. That'd be lovely. It would be lovely, It'd wouldn't be really it? really nice, yeah. Good opportunity for enriching already succulent lore. Hmm. Surely that, that must exist in, in some, like, MMOs and stuff that have, like, a pervasive world. Must do. But I, I think Minty's right. It, it could easily be included in a lot more games now that we're moving towards this idea that a lot of, kind of, uh, contemporary releases are kind of, like, sold as a service across a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So that's just something that I thought I'd touch on. Perhaps we can move on from the 90s marriage of winter and gift-giving. Take it into the future by subscribing to a festive dlc service which not only takes into account the uh, the events and holidays in the game universe but perhaps we could enjoy 
I don't know. Maybe there could be... Do you want Ramadan in Skyrim? I do want Ramadan in Skyrim. And Diwali. And Diwali, yes. yes absolutely. Yeah. I think I, absolutely, I think it would be a good way of kind of actually bringing some diversity into mainstream culture in a way that um, hasn't been seen before. The inhabitants of Morrowind enjoying Guru Nanak. It'd be, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful if people could like just see their cultures, which are often overlooked in so many forms of media represented in video games, which brings so many people together? Wouldn't it be wonderful? It would be wonderful. That'd be lovely. Thank you, Minty. But to go back to um, what I was originally going to say, the closest I've come to a Christmassy video game experience was drinking an entire bottle of whiskey and playing through the first half of Twilight Princess Blackout Drunk. (laughs) That sounds wonderful. I didn't. I don't think I even leave Dorden Village. We we just chasing the cat and catching fish for it. Yeah, that is exactly what you would do, even if you were sober. I think. And the only thing that I don't remember doing is um, fighting that golden wolf that's like the spirit of Link for the first time oh. when he teaches you finishing blow. Maybe I could make this a Christmas tradition. I haven't because um, your liver won't take it. <laughs> no, and being blackout drunk is absolutely horrible, and I don't recommend it to anybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Feast of the Nativity. Happy birthday, Jesus. Thank you, Minty. Lovely musings this Christmas time. Mm. In the spirit of this Christmas season and, and also in the spirit of, uh, of wholesome well-being, why don't you crack open the present? <laughs> <laughs> You've cracked open my tiny mind with that. <laughs> So why not let us know what games you're playing this Christmas, if you have any favourite festive-themed computer games as well. Do get in touch. You can find me on Twitter at Jonathan Dunn. You can find me at Chaz underscore Hodges. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Drunk Ollivander. Maybe I'll get a Twitter, but maybe not. Have a wonderful Christmas time. Be yourself. Make good choices. Know that we'll always love you. Be excellent to each other. Good night. Mm-hmm.